This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorisation number TP slash 01005. Yeah, that's right. Is he the uh, ICC Women's Cricket World Cup starts today, and you can catch every game of the White Ferns right here, ball for ball, with our awesome SENZ commentary team from two o'clock today. The White Ferns kick off the World Cup campaign against the Windies after an impressive win over the Aussie women earlier in the week. One Wahini Toa, who knows the White Ferns very well and knows what it takes to win a World Cup, is Kat Keenan. Kat was a part of the White Ferns team who won our only Women's World Cup so far in 2000. She's also coached the first for a couple of years uh, before giving up to uh, giving that away to spend more time with her fan. Our cat now joins us as part of our awesome commentary team for the World Cup uh, and she's with us on the line now. Morena, cat, how are you? Morena, good morning. Yeah. How are you all? Yeah, good, thank you. How, how buzzed are you? How buzzed are you that we're getting underway? Uh, it's like, like a kid at Christmas, you know, the final sleep is done and today's it. Oh, totally. I, I am so excited. I mean, I, you know, it's been great following, you know, the domestic cricket and just keeping an eye on what's happening internationally. But, you know, to have a World Cup here in New Zealand, it's just kind of like such a, such a flashback for us as well and for the players that were part of the team that won back in 2000. And then seeing it on TV last night <laughs> on, on Sky Sport, uh, it was just, it was, yeah. it just bought everything. It, it, it's going to be really great. When was the last time you watched that match? Uh, look, I think uh, I, I haven't watched it for years, but it um, <laughs> we got word of it popping up on um, Sky, or maybe it was a year or something ago. I don't know, but suddenly, you know, the whole team we created a group chat. Um, you know, we were following the game ball by ball in their different locations from around New Zealand. They're like, "Oh, that one was out," you know, and just like had <laughs> all this <laughs> like I. No, I'm not even joking. I went out and found my uniform. Happy to say, I still fitted it. Nice work. Yes. Um, you know, we getting pictures of ourselves from around the different parts of New Zealand with our gear on and stuff. And it was just, it was really cool. There's just a really good friendship still there amongst the team and just a really, you know, a special, obviously a, a great bond for what we did, but a real care and passion for the game still. And we want to see, obviously, um, the White Ferns do do really well this this year. Well, it's great to hear that you still fit your your, your uh, uniform because I I can tell you that uh, my co-host here Izzy uh, was just talking earlier. He he didn't retire that long ago and he can't fit any of his now. So uh, well done, Cam. Yeah, I don't know. Back in the day, from Colot, which were horrendous. I don't even know what they were. Um, um, to these, you know, really oversized. Um, sort of, yeah. So look, I think anyone would have fitted those. So it was, it wasn't the greatest, greatest look, but um, yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, I saw the outfit last night. Great to have you on the show, Kat. Thanks for joining us and uh, looking forward to hearing you on the airways for SCNZ. I was watching last night. They were pretty baggy uh, outfits, I must say, uh, back in the day. You know, little little pants with the old flared-out bottoms and then the long baggy shirts. And there was a few, uh, a few LBWs, too, that today would have been given out, but no one was even appealing when I was watching it last night. Uh, it was great. It was great oh. to watch it. <laughs> yeah, never, I mean... Um, the, yeah, so... Yeah. The thing about the that World Cup final, I think just looking back at it, it, you know, there were I don't think any one player particularly stood out. I mean, I, I remember Catherine Rammel's mm. um, things particularly as being really important because we didn't we felt like we just didn't get enough runs and we'd done so well all tournament and and really just didn't fire with the batting. But I think everyone in in their own individual way had an impact on the game. You look at someone like Helen Watson, you know, those two runouts, that run out from side on, I mean they were pivotal moments, you know, a few of the bowlers, um, you know, we picked up a couple of wickets each. The pressure was amazing in the field. You know, that random dismissal with Catherine Fitzpatrick where the ball just kind of flipped her pad and the, the bail just casually fell off. And we're like, oh, um, how's that? <laughs> you know, <laughs> it was just such a, like, twist and turn. So it was like an incredible game to play in and, you know, just being at home, being at um, the Burt Sutcliffe Oval, you know, so many friends and family there. You could hear the crowd. It was it was amazing. What what did winning well, that World Cup for you in two thousand do for you personally? Oh, what did it do for me personally? I mean, I guess on a personal level. I mean, back back then we weren't. Um, you know, the game was non professional, so we we didn't we didn't really play for anything other than the love of the game. If that kind of make make makes sense in a way, you know, it was about. Mm. For me, it was um, not not relief, but it was just a real sense of validation around, you know, if you do the work um, and, and you prepare to the best of your ability and basically leave no stone unturned, and then everybody else within your unit does that, you know, you're really capable of, of big things. And we kind of had this little bit of a, a mantra in the team for the World Cup that was expect nothing, um, mm. blame nobody, and do something. And, I mean, that, even now, you could apply that to any sports team at any level, especially at high performance, because it's really just about, you know, taking responsibility for everything yourself and owning it and, and you know, just, you know, stepping up when it matters. And, and that's how it felt. So to have that experience as an athlete, you know, over however many years I played cricket for New Zealand, to finally, you know, at the age of 30 nail that and everybody else nail that and that be part of winning a World Cup I think that to me was just a real personal um, satisfaction um, you know I mm. think there, there, again there was nothing really um, in the game for us in terms of um, you know there was no monetary gain there was no you know um, a few of us had a few individual sponsorships and things like that but it was really I think most of us you know, went back to work and went back to our jobs and went back to, to life and um and, and that was it. But that was enough, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's fantastic. It's great to um, have you on, on the show, like I said before. But tell us about this one. This has got a different feeling and, like, from preparations with the White Ferns and how uh, classy they've been over the last couple of weeks, have we got a realistic chance of actually taking this, this cup out again? Yeah, I, I really think we do. I, you know, obviously, you know, New Zealand has struggled. The White Ferns have struggled 
um, if you look back sort of historically over the last few seasons, you know, um, in those semi-final and final moments. Um, mm. But I have to say, I had the opportunity to to be down at one of the the games in Dunedin, uh, sorry, in Queenstown, uh, watching uh, New Zealand play India, and boy, I was impressed. You know, they they mm. were slick in the field. You know, and across that series, they set big totals. They chased big totals down. And even in the warm-up games against, you know, Australia, I mean, that was phenomenal to chase down a score of over 300. I mean, that is just unheard of. So I think we know this New Zealand side, you know, there's no denying. I, I, I don't really use, like, world-class. I, I feel like that gets thrown around a lot. I, I try not to use it. Mm. Um, I think... You know, I, I think we've got a lot of talent and we've got a lot of experience. There's no denying. I don't need to rattle off individual names because, again, I think in a World Cup tournament, everybody can can step up. Everybody can mm. be, you know, have that opportunity to, to, to change the momentum of the game and, and that performance actually contribute to that, to that win. But I think, you know, if the team builds their momentum... Um, game by game, you know, the old ball by ball, you know, literally just focus on mm. each each game that they've got. Um, and if our players step up when they need to, and that's the key, it's about being able to, to use your talent, use your abilities and apply it, you know, in the, when it's needed, you know, um, then I mm. think they've got a realistic chance that they could win this tournament. Yeah, former uh, White Fern and White Fern coach Cat Keenan here on Baz and Izzy for breakfast at eight thirteen. Cat, you, you talked about watching those games against India and Queenstown. Uh, how has the game changed for you between when you won the World Cup in two thousand and, and what you're seeing from from the White Ferns in twenty twenty two? Well, I think you know back back when we were playing, especially that World Cup team. Um, you know, sometimes we joke like, "Oh, we should get together and give them a game." <laughs> Um, We were pretty, you know, we were pretty fit back then, um, and Mm. we had really good, uh, really good skills. And you know, obviously, we had some absolute superstars as well. But I mean, we were we were pretty good back then, I have to say. Um, But what has changed? I mean, the biggest thing for me is the introduction of the shorter formats of the game, the T20 cricket. So I think that that has helped the game immensely because it's it's really forced the pace of the game. Um, it's required players to adapt much quicker um, to what's happening. Um, obviously, we're seeing variations now around the type of deliveries that are bowled. I mean, you know, when I was playing, I basically had three deliveries, and that was my, my stop ball top of off. Um, it was a bouncer, and it was uh, one um, slow ball or, you know, low full toss at the death or when anyone was attacking or trying to come at me. So it was really simple, where I think a lot of bowlers now have, you know, in a way, sometimes I think too many variations because I think it's still just about if you bowl the, the, the right ball in the right area to that batsman and they can't score off it, then you just kind of just go on repeat. That's kind of how I operated. Um, so I think mm. the big changes are just all of the variations, um, the, the pace of the game. I think the, the athleticism of the game has really stepped up, particularly in the last few years. Uh, and I think the batting, you know, the batting, they're just accessing far wider areas of the ground. You know, we used to play predominantly quite straight and quite sort of technical down the ground, maybe a leg glance, you know, someone like Emily Drum pulled out a sweep and all that. we were like, oh my goodness, that's fantastic. You know, whereas <laughs> now they're ramping, they're innovating, they're scoring runs behind the keeper. So that for me is the big, um, 
you know, advancement. But again, you've still old school here. You've still got to temper that with being able to bat 50 overs and still, hey, look, you know, hitting down the ground. I mean, there's only two fielders down there. You know, if you get it past the bowler, you've got mid-off, mid-on. But you can still score a lot of runs by playing straight, hitting down the ground. So for me, I would like to see a balance of that for the White Ferns, and I think that'll be really important. Now, of course, uh, today you're part of the commentary team that uh, gets uh, gets things underway. The, the White Ferns take on the West Indian women, and you'll have... Uh, great memories of the West uh, of playing the West Indies itself. I think uh, your best bowling performance in an ODI came against them. You took four wickets for five runs off ten overs. That was a superb performance <laughs> uh, from you. Uh, how much are you, are you looking forward to to telling that tale again uh, when you get on air with uh, Daniel McCarty and and crew today? Oh. Oh my gosh, I would never tell one of those stories. <laughs> oh, she's got tickets on herself. No, no. Um, no, no. Uh, and I mean, to be honest with you, I, I wasn't actually, as a player, I wasn't even hugely stats driven. I mean, even, you know, Dad would, I'd come home and Dad would say, How'd you go today? You know, I would fly back from, for, some, for somewhere and he'd be like, Oh, you know, what, what happened in the last game? And I'm like, Oh, yeah, we won. Uh, you know, and he'd, he'd say, You yeah, oh, three for three for 12. I'll be like, oh, did I? Um, yeah, so I definitely won't be pulling out any other sets. I'd, I'd much rather enjoy, um, you know, the success of what other people have done. But um, look, at, I mean, I'm just so so stoked also to have the opportunity to be part of, um, you know, your commentary crew for the games. I mean, it's just it's just such an amazing way to not only be part of watching the game and, and watching the cricket, enjoying the cricket, and following the success of our white fans, but to have the opportunity to contribute um, some thoughts mm. and maybe share a few stories is, is really cool. And, like, thanks so much. It's just, you know, for the other commentators as well. I mean, um, Sarah Illingworth, Maya Lewis, Anna Corbin, Emily Drum. I mean, it's just, it's just massive. Hey, Kat, thanks very much for coming on, giving us some time this morning. I know you'll be, you'll be prepping hard uh, for, for the start of that match, and yeah, you're getting on here with Garth Galloway out of Christchurch. I really appreciate it. Go well and have a great call. Thank you so much, guys. Cheers. Thanks, Kat. Uh, Kat Keenan there with us. She's uh, part of the SENZ's coverage of the ICC Women's Cricket World Cup starting at 1.25 today as our great team give you a ball-by-ball commentary of the White Ferns opening match against the Windies. You can tune in to hear the thoughts and analysis of Daniel McCarty, Anna Corbin, Garth Galloway, Sarah Ellingsworth and Kat Keenan, of course. And uh, this is Baz and Izzy for breakfast. Thanks to the Chemist Warehouse uh, giving you great savings every day. The Kim is home.